Warning, if you're faint of heart or easily offended, this show is not for you. Why aren't you wearing sleeves? <laughs> Why did I pick you is the question. This is the Nick Fertucci Show. I am here with this one, Veronica Brill, and uh, here we go. I know that we have an intro that is Guns N' Roses, and I know you talked to me about loving that song, but why aren't we uh, coming into Eye of the Tiger with your logo? Yeah, um, because it's a lion. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. So what's your next question? <laughs> Um, yeah, because yeah. there's no song "Eye of the Lion." I checked everywhere. <laughs> fair enough, fair yeah, enough. Uh-huh. So, so we're in LA. We're you weren't starting ready for that one. Were you? I wasn't. Yeah. I mean, I'm not ready for a lot of the stuff that comes out of your mouth. Yeah. So I, I don't think anybody is. I've been told. I've been told. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm in LA. Yeah. I feel like it's NorCal versus SoCal right now because yeah. yeah. I have. Comp- You've done nothing but bitch about the heat. Yeah. And then something else when you bad got here coffee. today, what was it? Really bad, coffee. bad yeah. coffee out here. Okay. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I, I tweeted today that SoCal is like a peacock and NorCal or San Francisco is like an owl. We've got the smart nerd culture mm. and here it's just like plastic surgery and yeah. I don't know, hmm. silicone. So what you're, so you're, you're saying that like Northern Cal is just cooler? It's just better. It is. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, all right. You no, can. but you guys have better poker out here. You guys have better casinos. Yeah. Hustler, you know, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. I, I mean, without good poker, I think you're just drawn dead. It is true. Yeah. Uh, Bay Area is really struggling right now. Yeah. Really? Like, we don't have tournaments. Yeah. No, I get it. Uh, so we don't even have tournaments to cancel. Ah, that was that's where you were headed. I got it. Yes. Yeah. No. Um, if you don't have tournaments, then you can no longer cancel them. Right. Yes. Right. So, so a, a casino just recently did that. I think yeah. that's what you might want to uh, chat about. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think about mm. which casino. What, was it Hustler? Was it Hustler? It might have been. Yeah. So what's, yeah interesting, good call. what's interesting about Hustler canceling its tournaments, number one, is a video surfaces mm-hmm. on Twitter, a really bad quality video surfaces. Yeah. Well, so you're, mirror, you're, you mirroring, you're mirroring Berkey's comments, like, just so <laughs> you know. Did, you no, must have watched his podcast. I do. About, I'm okay. a big fan. Yeah. yeah so. uh, but you and Ryan are on the video, but you guys don't have anything to do with Hustler. Like You guys are a separate well, entity. Veronica, let me ask you a question. If Ryan and I don't have anything to do with Hustler, casino management and decisions, which is true, then why did the whole poker community come out and say that high stakes poker productions, which is our company, not not uh, Hustler Casino? Why was it us then? So which that's what I'm saying. Which one is it? Because because the poker community kind of made it us with oh my gosh, we can't watch. You know, maybe we won't watch the stream. What is going on? So Ryan and I, when we saw the backlash, we're like, holy shit, how is this us? But since a lot of people consider it is, and they don't understand that we just run a stream there, Ryan and I just got in front of it. You know, I called Sean Yapel, the general manager, and I said, I don't know if you know what you did here or whoever did what they did, but it's not good. And uh, 
this is what I think needs to happen. And so that's how we got involved. And then as far as the low quality video, like you said, <laughs> you're such an asshole. The reason is, is because it was a shotgun video. We weren't worried about production. We weren't worried about audio video. We just before a stream had 15 minutes to get out a video to try to articulate uh, what the casino was going to do. If Between me and you, I wish I wasn't involved in it at all. It was yeah. like the worst couple of days ever because it was such a distraction, but I had no choice. They pulled me in. So basically what you're saying is yeah. you guys are a separate entity, but you did influence them to try to do the right thing. Yeah, because we are a separate entity. We have a, we have a two-year uh, agreement with them. And we are high stakes poker productions and we run a stream in their casino just like that. And um, but we do we do bring Hustler Casino live to the people. So it does. Uh, I see how the connection is made. And yeah, we uh, the, the one thing here and I've said it before is the management, although made a humongous mistake here and they admit it would have been just so much better just to run that fucking tournament and I think just see where the cards at, fell. Yeah, at okay? this point, I think you would have, they would have lost less money. Even lost less money, but I just, it was a mistake. Like, I just, they did not consider how big of one. And <clears throat> the truth is, is that their management is so good in, mo they've been so amazing that Ryan and I were able to go and say, got to fix this. And immediately when he, I'm sorry, I'm just dying on, on camera. But as soon as he realized that, um, he agreed. Do you want us to resuscitate you if you do die on camera? <coughs> um, no, okay. I don't want to be a vegetable. He said no. He no. wants a DNR. I don't. What is a DNR? Do not resuscitate. Oh, yeah, no, I want. I want that. I don't. I don't want to live. You don't. Like, you don't want it. Nah, I'd rather go. I've had enough of this shit. <laughs> if you want to know the truth, seriously. So during the video, it looked like. You were a kidnapped victim. Like it looked like oh, someone another, okay, had another, gotten pointed another, at you, and you were like another only friends. Uh, I agree. Well, uh, so, I can. So don't I you can have any of your own material? I can agree. How about this? Why don't I can you just agree have, with Berkey when he's right. Why don't you just I did have, watch the video? Why don't after? we just have Matt on and whatever her name is? Why don't we just? <laughs> What's her name? I don't remember. Melissa. Mel Hi, Melissa. Yeah. <laughs> why don't Why don't we just um, Why don't we just have them on and they could do the talking? Do points. I need to be paid to be your therapist right yeah, now and I ask was, you why you're uh, so angry? I'm not. I was held hostage. <laughs> <laughs> I it was. just it did look I like was. it. Like I my family, I like they were either it was them or me make that statement. So <clears throat> speaking of Hustler, mm -hmm. um, I was thinking about the GPI awards because, you know, I I won an award recently. GPI award. Flex. Global okay. Poker Index. Mm, nice. One. And um, what was the award for? Uh, charitable initiative. <laughs> Most annoying. What the hell is a charitable initiative? I raised money. I helped raise money. I was the fundraiser for KL to get his... Uh, he ended up getting an SUV. Who's KL? KL is my quadriplegic friend. <coughs> oh, I've seen, I've seen those pictures. He seems pretty cool. He is cool. Yeah. And smart. And uh, he needed a, a transportation method. So I raised money for him. And uh, they gave me an award for it. So you leveraged your quadriplegic friend to get an I award? I stepped on him. <laughs> okay. I ran him over. <laughs> yeah. And then I got the award. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and he left me some mushy video during the award ceremony. But oh, that's nice. I was thinking, so when I did commentary on Hustler, <laughs> Ryan um, and I talked about, you know, the future of, of cash games being live streamed and sit and goes or whatever. And I was like, you guys, 
need to get some awards for this. You guys are getting more views on Hustler than like the World Series of Poker main event. Yeah. Especially that Mr. Beast episode. That was an insane episode. Yeah. Although I don't think Phil Hellmuth, like I'm not a huge fan of Phil Hellmuth on that episode. I like Phil Hellmuth as a person. That episode, oh, he was he was difficult to watch on that show. I feel like gone are the days of him having his outbursts. They're just not entertaining anymore. We want to see different things. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, but, on that subject, I, I couldn't disagree with you. I know I know it did get a lot of looks because of his behavior, but I'm not saying his behavior was right. And sometimes that behavior just isn't. And like you said, I know Phil off the felt. He is actually a really nice guy. So it's kind of perplexing. So besides that, yeah. I went through the GPI awards, the categories. Um, there's best podcast and broadcaster and there's streamer. I don't think that there is, um, and now mind you, there are cash games being streamed in Texas to in LA, you know, that it's, there's more and more of these things popping up because there is a need for it. People really enjoy it and people enjoy being on them because you can see how well you're playing. You can watch yourself and then your coach could review it. But um, there's just not a lot of, of categories yeah. for live streams, for right. like cash game live streams. And I told Ryan, I'm like, you guys should win like fucking five awards for what you guys have done for poker. You're not like, I hate saying this. Like, <coughs> are you okay? Will you stop? I, I'm coughed. You got it all out of your yeah, system? I, this Take a sip. One, no, actually one drink went down the wrong way and then I coughed and now I'm, you know, on the tail end of that ending. <laughs> So, so Poker Go, I think, puts out some good quality poker content. It's post-production. It's fancy schmancy. It's nice, but it doesn't have that raw, high stakes cash game live. Every moment is there for you to dissect. It's not curated. It's fucking it. So just what you said, like, again, Poker Go, great quality, great quality show. They put out great content, all that. It's just different. So for me, when I watch that, <clears throat> there's a place for it. I watch it. But, and, you know, everyone probably will think I'm saying this because my show, but what Ryan and I wanted to do is we wanted to bring out a show that was real poker, that was raw, that was like really what happens at the table. Sure, you can see our production is amazing. Our quality is amazing. We sunk tons of money into this. But we want it to be like when you're at a poker table, there's there's your intoxicated fool, there's <clears throat> your mouthy guy, there's your whatever, and then we have the noise in the background. And I think it's just enough. Now, there are some times when they're partying and going crazy that it gets a little crazy for our show. But it's weird when we had that uh, robbery, which I'm sure you're going to bring up. Uh, and if you do, we'll talk about it. But when that happened, we taped our show, recorded our show with nobody in the casino until the casino started filling up. And it didn't feel right. And I, I think I even made reference like, what is going on here? Like, I need sound in the background. I need the chips, chips, the chips, shuffling. the sound, when the When you people, walk to the World Series of Poker and you hear the chips. being hit, you know, um, shit like that. So I really like the vibe that that we have, and that's what we went for. So, so while we're on the topic, and so I, again, like I don't, there's no five awards for you guys to scoop. There's just there, I feel there like should be. I feel like uh, if, in my humble opinion, GPI should increase the categories within uh, poker, cash game streaming, poker live streams, 
And I think that's a separate category from what like kind of Poker awards Go. do they give? Because yesterday when we were talking, like streamer, vlogger, mm. no, what, were, what do they give now? That's what they give now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The charitable initiative. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> you know, when you brought it up yesterday, I didn't even know what those three letters meant. You explained it to me. <clears throat> and the only reason I even know about it is because I saw your post, like 8,000 posts with your award when you were flexing. But other than that, I don't know much about them. But I do agree. If there's a poker award show, we should we should win awards. Yeah, I, I just think <clears throat> as poker's transitioning and modern poker is more raw and uncut yeah. and high stakes cash games. And I also like the low limit <clears throat> cash games that are streamed and Texas does that a lot too. Uh, but we need to increase the categories for what's most popular in poker and like more podcast, not just like one podcast category, multiple. There's so many podcasts and so many different type of vloggers. Yeah. I just feel like we should expand those categories. Who runs that? Like who's the person that Global would, Poker Awards <clears throat> runs it? Is there a particular Global, person Global that anyone knows that's poker like index. the decision maker? I believe that's Hendon Mob. I don't know who hmm. runs that, what entities in charge of that, but they own that mm. so that's what i wanted to reference but i wanted to talk to you about hustler well first you brought up when you commentated on hustler let's talk about that yeah that was brutal. they loved you they <clears throat> fucking hated me the only person they've ever hated more than me was you yeah i mean so it's funny it, <laughs> and it's not the same like uh, obviously tuckman and i are not the same He's much more analytical than I am. But I went in there and I, I was like, okay, what am I, what am I good at? What am I going to do? I'm going to go in there and I'm going to be a ballerina. And around the action, I'm going to fill in a few yeah. gaps. Yeah. But I'm going to let Garrett talk. Because he I'm did cancel let, on you. Tuckman was, you were supposed to color for Tuckman. Well, he ended up being out of town. <clears throat> yeah. So I'm going to, I'm going to let them talk. Everyone wants to hear Garrett. If you talk over Garrett, the internet will, will come after you. Yes, the eighth one. So. I did that, and I've heard other people do things like that. Well, you're supposed like, to. That's what they I, want. They want the table to go. I think that uh, Ali on Poker After Dark is really good at that. And he's, I, again, I there's no comparison to me and Ali. He's a much more analytical. He's, much, he's a proficient poker player. Okay, yeah. so I'm not saying we're the same. I but I tried to have that style and literally just got torn apart. If I talked, they gave me shit. If I didn't talk, why the fuck aren't you talking? dumb blonde woman, you know, like, and then they were like making comments about my Instagram and they were looking at me. It was just like a yeah. nightmare. They loved your and fanny pack. No, Ryan was like, do not look at their comments. Yeah. Don't do it. I'm telling you, don't do it. And then of course, as soon as someone tells you not to do it, you're like, I need to do it. Well, welcome to the jungle. <laughs> welcome to the bring in song. Welcome to the jungle where, where, lion, the lion. where lions live. <laughs> I am the lion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I want to ask you. Yeah. You and Ryan, you know, left live at the bike. And I actually didn't well, even know Ryan you left were... live at the bike as a partner. I left live as a bike as a player. Okay. I didn't. Okay. I, that's good to clarify. Because when you were talking about it, I thought you meant you had something to do with live at the bike. So I know Ryan left. I know Ryan had part ownership. Mm -hmm. I don't know if Wayne bought Ryan's stake in the company. And so, now yeah. Joker <clears throat> Media has bought it all. But um, it's because it's Bally's Presents. But why did you guys leave? Like, what sure. was all of that? Okay, so in, in a nutshell, I started playing Live at the Bike, whatever year it was, 2017. <clears throat> I got to know Ryan as we went. We became better and better friends because Ryan is the lineup facilitator. So he's the one that communicates with you. 
And it's no secret they built that Friday game around me. I was the mark. <clears throat> so I was very important to the game because I would sit there as the mark around Garrett and Dan Zach and Art and, you know, all these, the best players in L.A. And and just where I got. Shout out to Dan <clears throat> Zach, player of the year, yeah, by the yeah, way. Yeah, shout out Killing for sure. it. And shout he's out, amazing and, guy. And he's an amazing person. Yeah, I was going to say, and yeah. he's just an amazing, nice person. I wish I wish I could be like him, but, um, but I can't. No and chance. So, <clears throat> not a shot. So. So as time went, being a businessman, and I would just play, you know, once a week, sometimes twice a week, here or there, and just, you know, would dust off whatever, try to get better and win, you know, that shit. And so... What, but, was, your, what was your biggest loss on Live at the Bike? You know, it was never... It's really funny because... The internet nerds will they can call do you it. out I if, don't you're, know, if you don't 60? tell us that's not bad. But the only reason I say something like that is because I'm not a real big duster. That's, you know, like even now they call me yeah. Natucci. We'll get to Nittucci, that. I'm sure you yeah. want to talk about that. But a uh, single digit. But even, VPIP, when, yeah. uh, even when I'm still a bad player, but even when I was like really a bad player and just like totally wrecking it up, um, I never was a tilter. Like I could tilt inside and get emotional. I'm very sensitive, as you know, all that shit. Over communicator. I'm an over communicator. All that. But I never was a tilter with my chips. So I never took really big losses. I know when to quit and um, and I could always survive. So there wasn't the, the massive 300K dump or anything like that. Never happened. Maybe 60. Go look it up if it's a few bucks more. I, I really don't know. <clears throat> um, but back to your question. Uh, so as a businessman, I would I would watch the show and I would say things like this is just flat the truth. I would say things like, Ryan, like, why don't you have more sponsors on this show? Like, how are you monetizing this thing? And they were doing it with that antiquated paywall, yes. which is just not for today. Because they used to call it uh, learn and play, or they had like some sort of merged word. They call it whatever you want. It, it was, was an antiquated paywall. It, it was basically, they wanted to sell it as like a learning tool. Sure. And it was like, that's not sure. what it is. Yeah. So yeah, that was their pitch. And so he would be like, man, I got like four partners and it's really hard because like there's no synergy here. Nobody wants to put any money in like because I would say like, well, you guys kind of have the market cornered here. You know, I'm sure other streams will pop up. Why don't why, why is it so grainy? Like, why can't you hear anything? Like, why don't you guys have better production? And because I had a company that did production, I noticed it. And again, he would say, you know, and then as I got to know him better and we became friends, he would start sharing with me his frustrations because Ryan would work 70, 80 hours a week and then some of the other partners wouldn't. He wasn't getting paid fairly. In, in his opinion, you know, there's always two sides of the story, but that's that's what he was saying. And he was frustrated and he couldn't grow and he couldn't change anything. And so he at some point came to me because I was his friend and business guy. And he said to me, what would you do if this was you? <clears throat> and I said, you have to do what's best for you. So whatever that is in your gut, do that. But for me, I can't be partners with people that don't have the same vision in me. So I don't know, but that's your decision. And if you're this unhappy and disgruntled, you know, he wanted to start his own show. And I said, it's a big ask. Like you might not be able to accomplish that. So if you're going to walk away from something you do actually love doing, be prepared <clears throat> to not finding something else if it doesn't work out for you. That was the initial conversation. And then he approached me and said, if I decide to do something, would you fund it monetarily? And I said, it's possible. That's We just had that conversation. I don't know how or who he talked to or what happened, but the word got out to them that, in their words, that we were going to start a stream together. That never was the case. And, and I'm like, I would just say it. Yeah, like I want my own stream. I'm going to do it. 
that's how it started. But then what happened was there's a particular person that ran that show, um, JJ, who you know, was always very friendly one and way. And he's still, he's still with Live of the Bike, JJ. At whatever level yeah. he is. He's yeah. head of commentary is what his initial yeah, I, official. Yeah, I, he was supposed to be there the during so, the grand opening that right. I did So, So, and again, so what happened was um, they, they found a way to nitpick me, just like, it's so weird, instead of just approaching me, they didn't, they didn't want to have phones on the show, which they should have never had any phones on the show, but mm-hmm. you could have your phone. They just didn't want you to have it during the hand, but we would all pick up our phones and da-da-da-da, whatever. So one day, JJ came down, like everyone was doing it, and came down and just reprimanded me, and basically they said we need to have a talk, and then he benched me for the next show. Now, you got to keep in mind, I played every single Friday. They built that game around me because I was the mark, and I played Tuesdays, and I was there, and so... I was like flabbergasted. So he said, well, we need to have a talk. So we got on the call to talk about this, which was nonsense because I knew what was coming, I thought. And then him and Evelyn and everyone else started asking me, we're just going to ask you directly. Are you starting a stream with Ryan? Are you because we're not going to have you on the show if you're going to want to be a competitor. And I said, oh, so it wasn't the phone. No, that was the excuse. And so I was on the call on a conference call, like with four of them or whoever, three of them. And I said, listen. I said, what has happened is this, just what I told you about the funding. I said, I know this isn't about what you guys said it was about, and you took me and benched me for this when you could have just asked me, and I said, I think you made a big mistake. I went to Ryan, I said, let's get a fucking show. So when Ryan came on Poker After Dark, before the live stream started, Mm -hmm. Um, I interviewed him and they didn't air at all, but he told me, and he was dressed like Liberace, by the way, he was wearing, yeah, like he had on his matching jacket, sparkle jacket yeah. pants and Phil Helmuth was on that episode too. If you guys want to watch it, it yeah. was actually a pretty entertaining episode, but, uh, he came on there and he told me he was starting a, a live stream mm-hmm. and I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Like, there's no way, like there's so many live streams, stones live. Mm-hmm. And we all, I mean, I don't know if you know why, but like viewership went downhill. It wasn't linear and it should have been, but that was because the tournament director was involved, but in the cheating, but like, I didn't know any live streams Mm -hmm. and there was one that I think Bellagio started and then it died. And then Texas, I think was just starting. But in my mind, just based off of my experience with stones, I didn't think live streams were a good investment or making any money. And I knew Live at the Bike had that paywall, but they were having a hard time with that. Um, and that, I think that's why Lyman sh- sold his shares of Live at the Bike. But I was like, what the fuck is Ryan doing? Right. There's no money in this. I feel like he's just barking up some non-existent tree. You know, like it, I didn't. That's the weirdest thing to say, right? But I I just didn't think it would be successful. Yeah. So then when it was, I was like, holy Holy shit. shit. But it's because it needed the right people. It needed the right people. And here's the thing. This is something that I will say and to credit to Ryan. Ryan doesn't care about the money. That's why he actually makes money now because all he cared about was the, the art of it. He just wanted to do this. And for me, I was in a position in my life that I was I'm basically was fine financially and I was closing down my businesses and I wanted to do this for me too. So I didn't necessarily care about the monetization of it. For me, it was two things. I want to create a, po- three things maybe. I want to create a poker show. 
Um, I want it to be the number one poker show out there. And then because of what happened at the other place, it just got my competitive juices going and I wanted to go crush a poker show. And uh, our show, when Ryan and I first <clears throat> had this just on paper and we would sit here, we were like, okay, there's no paywall. Like Facebook, Instagram, all these companies, like there's no paywall. You, you're you going to get as many eyes on this I as I hate the can. gatekeeping aspect of paywalls. Yeah. It's like you got to have eyes. Eyes bring money. Eyes bring advertisers. And that's something my business background and Ryan saw too. And we were like, that's right. The first it's not thing. always a direct monetary gain from like the one thing that you're we doing. We didn't give but two it can shits. It can organically grow into something else that becomes a monetary gain. I personally gain. put in over 300K into the equipment, audio, visual, all that shit, setting it up, training. I, neither one of us gave two shit. I shouldn't say didn't at all care. I wanted to get my investment back and I did want to eventually monetize this. But our goal was when I say didn't give two shits was like, let's put out the best poker content in the world and then let's worry about monetizing it because so, it's one before the other. <clears throat> That's why at first I didn't worry about advertisers because who wants to advertise with you and you know, they don't even know if you're going to be successful. We didn't worry about that. YouTube, we didn't worry about that. But you know, all these things started just crushing and now we have all these advertisers and attention and that this stuff just kind of fell in place. But we both just said, here's how we're going to do it. We're going to do this first and then this stuff will come and it did. So how did you get players on there initially? Because I bet it would be hard to try to convince people to get off of Live of the Bike. Oh, sure. Because people feel loyalty towards a brand. Absolutely. And, it, you know, Ryan obviously knew all these players. And I knew all these players because I played in the game. So they're friends of mine. And it was just like, look, we're doing this. If you want to play, let's go. How did you convince Hustler? Oh, so <clears throat> Hustler, what happened was it was so weird. We, we had brought this idea to maybe four or five, six different casinos locally, whatever it was. And we were really close to having a deal at the gardens, like really close. And it just like may have happened eventually, but there's, I, I don't want to get into it, but <clears throat> I'll just say poker management is horrible. I, I, I don't, I went into commerce, the worst ever out of everybody. They just were so narcissistic. They didn't see it. Um, I walked out with Ryan and whispered in his ear, I wouldn't fucking start a stream here if they begged us to. I mean, it was just like the horrible. Um, <clears throat> the Gardens was the best out of all of them. We almost got, we had their attention at Hollywood. And but what happened was Ryan also was a host at uh, the bike, uh, on, separate from his partnership with Live at the Bike and Joker, whoever, LLC. And... They let Ryan go because of cutbacks or something, or maybe because of the pressure from Live at the Bike after he walked away. So those, <clears throat> we think what happened is they just ousted him after he walked away from the show, and maybe they had enough leverage to do that. So they sent him a letter, no call, no nothing, all the stuff he did for them. So he was really pissed, and he doesn't like confrontation, but unlike Ryan, he posted it on Twitter. <clears throat> he posted the letter and say, oh, thanks, you know, I think I saw all that, support, yeah. Dickheads, you know, that type of thing. And so then Sean Yapel saw it and goes, why don't you come talk to me? And we're like, oh, shit. And he's the GM I of never Hustler. had walked into, yeah, the G general manager. I never had walked into the Hustler prior to that. Not one dime. That's just the truth. And <clears> so <throat> the GM of Hustler, I'm assuming, is a poker player? It yeah. sounds like he He used is. to be a dealer, worked his way up through that the ranks. That makes sense, yeah. Yeah, just understands it. And it was unbelievable. We sat there within an hour, just the first conversation, I knew we'd have a show there. I knew that's where we wanted to be. And that's what I'm saying. Like he, they stepped on their dick with the, the, the canceling that tournament and <laughs> they totally did. 
but I'm telling you, they are the best management in in poker in in the poker casinos, and they have from day one. It took us a few weeks. We got the Flint's approval. We got our agreement through legal. Boom, boom, and then we just they they put in like hundreds of thousands of dollars for that set. And honestly, the reason we're as successful as we are is all the things we just talked about. But because the casino has allowed us to do that, like I could just pick up the phone and text or call Sean and say, hey, we need this. This is what we need to even be more successful. And it's snap done. Now, have they quantified how much revenue has increased in the poker room because of the live stream? A lot. Yeah. I can imagine. So I was told when I was doing Stones Live during the streams, it was up 10%. Uh, in the room. That's what I was told by one of the uh, floor guys. That that may have not been accurate, Mm -hmm. but I can't even imagine with the popularity of Hustler. It's so crazy, the popularity. Like, cannot... It's... I I, I think I mentioned this to you. You know, the the less than 1% that watches are the vocal ones, and those are the ones that spew out, like, when you you (laughs) commentated the hate, right? They do that with me, too, for very reasons. I got a polarizing personality. They don't like my VPIP. Like, we can go on a million things, and I'm the owner of the show. I don't like your VPIP. Good. I don't think you like your VPIP. I like your VPIP. You know what I mean? All right. So So, let me finish. (laughs) Anyways, uh, so... We'll talk about that if you want, but so um, it's your show. We talk about what you want, okay? And and so long and short of it is, I don't remember what the hell I was saying. <laughs> what was I saying? You were talking about Hustler and yeah. how you met with them and got the live stream going. Oh well, yeah, and I was saying <clears throat> oh, how, the popularity of the show. Right. So I was saying that one percent really hammers you pretty good in the comments and the chat. I get hammered pretty hard, all that. But it's really weird. There's a lot. Of, there's and and I get hammered by other shows and we do and things. But that's just the poker community. Like, it's a great community. I said this in the speech Wednesday when we had our one year anniversary. But it's 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 a very tough community, right? Like you you really have to be on your toes. But my point is, it just just to get to it is even though it took really long to do it is you know when I was at the WSOP or a lot of my players were everybody comes up and just like dude thank you for the show like we no one's ever we never had anything like this like I look forward to it after work like when I get off like I like if there's this or like sometimes we didn't run a show on a holiday like people are bummed taking pictures with you so there's a lot of love out there too it's just the people that watch and really love the show or like you don't say anything it's just the people that like to go you know and, and say shit about your hair your teeth your eyes your glasses your your drink, you know, they do everything. And it's just the way it is. So the trolls, I think trolls are prominent anywhere in any industry. Yeah. Um, and they tend to be the th- ones that we focus on the most because the people who are enjoying themselves are, you know, just quietly doing so in their right. living room. <laughs> but the trolls, like in my mind, and maybe not all of them are like this, but in my mind, they, I feel like it's a fairly miserable human being who's like deciding to like open up their computer and be like, I'm going to tell you how horrible you are today yeah. and everything wrong with you. And it feels like a deep insecurity. And yeah. like, I am lucky enough and we're around the same age. I am lucky enough to have grown up without social media. And I feel like I that was so created great. my self-esteem before social media. God. And so now it, it like it honestly doesn't bother me. And I get so many negative comments. And I noticed when I was doing Hustler commentary, mm-hmm. if I said something about them, they loved it. Then they loved me for five minutes. As soon as I stopped giving them attention, yes. they were back to insulting me. So it's kind of an attention thing. They don't have any. Some Maybe they're incels, a lot of them. They're just online. They can't get women. They're miserable. They want to attack me. 
<laughs> whatever it is. Well, but, you're doing a you're doing a great indirect job at just filleting the well, asses. Well, I'm just saying them. if they're gonna if I I just think there's like a population and it's usually men that are just like online and just yeah. like telling everyone how horrible they are and no matter what they do they're just not happy well, first of all yes. reddit's full of them too <clears throat> yeah they're it's brutal on reddit you know first of all yes to your point growing up was amazing with all this technology it really was the way to live it's it's really sad and i feel i feel even you know i have three girls and one of them's still a teenager and you know they struggle because of this shit because it's hard on they get hammered as a, and as a woman and, and as a girl yeah and, and i have a three girls and to have their self-esteem maintained because you know people do that shit so <clears throat> to your point that's true and it's sad but the one thing that you know you'd never know like how how i am is like i may seem like a polarizing personality or like i give people shit when we're talking on the stream but it's all in fun but i never i like inside i'm a t the biggest softie you know and i just don't understand the i don't understand going after somebody proactively no matter who it is guy girl who it is and just saying really mean shit to them or about them like that just always befuddled me because even like when I was a young kid and kids are brutal and there'd be that like geeky person or someone maybe a little overweight you know whatever and people the kids are brutal I could never do it it would always be like I was in there like my heart was breaking for him so I don't really understand that type of thing so for me sometimes when I see it my head cocks because what if like not me because I'm fine but what if like you say that to someone that's literally on the bubble of not wanting to be here anymore right right let's say that person really you know because the people that are the most out there personality wise on the internet and you think they're fine and they're funniest person around but I've had a good friend years ago that was that person he took his life and no one saw it coming right and so it's just like like, what if that person's on the bubble and they're just like trying to get edified and they're trying to fake it till they make it and they're just getting hammered and hammered. And like, I know that's an extreme case, but even if they don't do that, what if it depresses them? What if it right. really hurts them deep down? Like, I don't get that concept. I, I just think it's horrible. So on that topic <clears throat> and, you know, obviously you and I are politically very different and we have a lot of like general belief systems and I hate the word belief because I feel, you know, I told you about how I feel about the word beliefs. Like I, I just feel like there's facts and you understand them or you don't, but that, that that's not, we're not that's right. discussing and that. It doesn't matter. But, we're uh, polar but we're very <clears throat> opposite in a lot of ways, but um, I think it's weird to uh, want to feel as though you should be constantly attacking or trying to change someone's mind if they're on the opposite end of how you think. And like, I do feel that pressure a lot of times because I am very liberal. And like, if I hang out with someone who's right wing, uh, like let's say you and I go for coffee, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and we're doing this podcast, but let's say you and I go for coffee and yeah. we talk about poker. Will you tell me about the great live stream? I don't feel it is my job 24 seven or at all and during our conversation or anything to try to change your mind about your political stance or your stance on a religion or whatever it may be. Yeah. I think it is okay to enjoy people, to interact with people and to not be mean to people who think differently than you. And I don't think that if, if I felt like it was my life's purpose to try to change every Republican into a liberal, 
I don't think the right way of doing that is yelling or like, yeah. or like calling outing you online or calling them stupid calling or, them or taking like really uh, edgy, mm-hmm. mean, vindictive approaches. I think there are times where we should be rioting. I think there are times, no, rioting probably is probably the yeah, wrong I word. But, I don't agree with but that. But like we should be in the streets. We should be yelling protesting for our rights. Protesting is I, a right of the people. I Protesting. Yes. So I think there are times, and I sorry, I misused the, I didn't cool. mean to use the word riot. Yeah, I back. wanted to walk say protest. Yep. But I think there are, you know, we have human <clears throat> rights and I think there's times for all of that. But I don't feel like it's, my job and I don't feel like it's a part of my day to day to sit there like I want to know what my friend's political party association is I want to know what they think about this very sensitive topic and then I'm going to drill it into their head and really ruin that coffee moment that we're about to have like that sit down we're going to have or like a heart to heart or whatever it's I don't I I hate that aspect of existence like i think there are people out there who genuinely will not interact with people outside Mm. of their circle who genuinely think it's their job to just try to change everyone's mind and i just like i don't think that's the case if you want to have a conversation with me i'm willing to have one but i'm just like not interested in having arguments i'm not interested in yelling matches it's just too it's too much stress in my life i want i just want peace well that's a great point and if you're gonna fuck up the coffee thing do it here in california where the coffee is shitty (laughs) So <laughs> that's what I think. That's just my advice to you if you're going to like go off the your plan. But here <clears throat> I'm going to I'm going to get one thing I'll say is um and I know you weren't saying I was and we talked about this yesterday joking around <clears throat> I'm not a Republican. I think Republicans are the most infiltrated, dirty, scummy political party there is out there. You heard it here first, guys, cuz I know the, you the are the Republican party, not <laughs> but you what are they're right supposed wing. to stand for. I'm yeah. totally conservative. Yes. So but who cares about that? Because we're not talking about that. But to your point, to your point, if I was in my 20s, I was different. I was really a hard charger. The personality they have now is watered down or or more mature. Like you, then I would fight. I would can't understand that. I would think you're an idiot. Um, today, I, I just think we both live in America. We live in the greatest country, in my opinion, although totally flawed. I'm sure everyone out there could come up with a million reasons why we suck but we suck less than a lot of people. And the, the truth of the matter is, is um, uh, it shouldn't matter. And, and that me- just like to your point, like if somebody believes like yourself, complete polar opposite of me, all that I care about, because I can't sit here on this show and I can't sit here at coffee and probably most likely 99% of the time ever change your mind. And so all we're going to do... And you definitely aren't going to do it by yelling at me. No, or, and, me or insulting you, right? somebody. Yeah. Because that's what they do now. And, you know, even yesterday, I don't want to really too much get into it, but there was a lot of insults thrown at me with some of the things that happened and stuff about a political thing. And it's just not the right way to go about it. And I didn't even want no part of it because the truth of it is there are some people that are way better people that have your ideology that I would rather be friends with the people that have my ideology. All that I care about is just like, don't insult me. Don't call me names and don't think I am something way as a person because I don't believe like you. And I'll do the same thing to you. And then if we want to stay off the subject, we can. Or if we want to have a civil conversation, we can, knowing that we're not going to change each other's mind. But either way, it should just it should just be no no hostility. I kind of I told you yesterday that I was raised pretty religiously in a religious home. And uh, it took me a while to come to terms with being an atheist. And when I first became an atheist, I was like, oh, I need to shove this down everyone's throat. Right. And it, it was not met well. Like people don't 
don't want to hear it unless they're open to it. It's a lot. I mean, a lot of topics are like that, but religion and politics are especially. Yeah. And then as I like, you know, uh, digested all my feelings and thoughts about it, I was just like, I'm not here. My job on this earth is not to like try to strong arm everyone to believe the things that I believe. My job here is to find peace for myself, to be a good friend, to be as good of a person that I can be, you know, be able to look myself in the mirror and be proud of who I am. And that's kind of it. Yeah. I don't, but well, I, and we're here for a short time. I'm just not interested in hostile engagements, even from people on my side. And when totally. I say my side, like people, liberal people who like expect me to have this show be me yelling at you and telling you why you're wrong. They made and that I'm very, just not going to do made, it. They made that very clear yesterday. And well, I agree with you. And I'm glad. A few people. A few yeah. people. And it was it was not about me yelling at you. And I'm being very yeah. vague no, when no, I say that. Yeah. It was like about a different. It yeah. was about the set and stuff. But yeah. but the that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't want to live in a world where you and I cannot have a conversation. Where you and I cannot go for coffee. Where we can't have a conversation outside of, you know, our, our totally. political and religious beliefs. Because let's face of. it. Let's face it. Like. Again, and I'll be real clear, just like you were about your beliefs about being an atheist, I'm I'm a one thousand percent believer in God. I believe in, in Christ. One thousand percent is what? It means that I believe in Christ and I'm you are an saying, atheist. Mathematically like, much, it's not right. Yes. Okay. Uh ninety nine point nine 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 one one hundred percent. So anyways, point is 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 that's who I am. Now you mentioned yesterday when we were talking about the angelicals and how they behave. I couldn't agree with you more. Like, am I the best representative of 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 that? No, because oh, no. I, I can't, you know, <laughs> I can't keep any of the Ten Commandments. And so, but but the bottom line is, is this. It's like, it, it me, you killed me, someone? <laughs> in my mind, we'll get to it. Like 10 people. I'm just people. saying, I, I do killed remember 10, the 10 I commandments. killed two people last week in my mind. <laughs> Guess who they are. Anyways, but the bottom line is, is me saying anything to you to put you down or to shove it down your throat would only drive you farther away. And and so my, my point being is I couldn't agree with you more. And... Um, I just I just agree with you, which is really odd because I just really never agree with anything you say. I think that our viewers, I think we kind of I I want to do that for our, Combs. No, uh, well, yeah, sure, we're, we're not having a fucking political show. That's no. not what I signed up for. But uh, what I'm saying no is that I you wanted to I wanted to fucking put that to rest for the viewers. Yeah, Good. that's all. Good. Because that's not what this show is for. This is, is a for. poker show this slash daily event show slash gossip. DJ show gossip. gossip. This is the view. <laughs> the view. <laughs> without those idiots. I'm Whoopi. I'm on Whoopi's end. You look like Whoopi. You got the same coloring. I mean. What? Because you're pasty white and she's black. That's com- that's not that. We're editing that out. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because how is that even? Yeah, because you said you're Whoopi. It's a joke. Okay, we can edit it out. Go. Oh. All right. <laughs> Your jokes are so bad. I don't know. I feel like if you're in a room and you're making a joke, you're probably the only one laughing and the person who just won a pot off you. That's the other person. Or if they work for me. Yes. Right. They're pandering to you. So so I tell great jokes to my employees. I bet. Um, Great audience. It is. So it's very like the audience is really sincere. Speaking of (laughs) winning money off of you, you someone like stacked you this past week yeah I, but it was the, the pot was three hundred dollars short <laughs> oh here we go yes why did you 
why did you short the stack by 300 fucking dollars? Um, well, what I, what, 10 commandments, what somebody, what other people don't know is too, is I, I, I paid my mortgage out of that pot. I did a lot of things <laughs> while I was in it, um, so, to, because I knew I was going to lose it. So you were getting a massage. Yes. You paid a $300. I don't know if she massaged you for two hours, but that's well, insane. When you get that tickly massage that you, I'm sure you want to talk about, you got to pay. Oh you know? my God. Okay. The tickly massage. Yeah. I hope it didn't happen at the table, but so you got a massage at the table. If I hope that she just like, like reverted your back to when you were 15 years old, because like how you paid $300 for a massage, I don't know. But so you paid $300 for this massage out of your chip stack, which is like, don't get me wrong. I like pay for things out of my chip stack yeah. too. Like I get a drink, I pay, I grab a chip off my chip stack, but you were mid hand. Yeah. Right. Massage. And so everything this is massage went in. gate. This is massage gate. Yeah. I want to get to the bottom of this and I then I want it. to go further into, you know, what, how much is too much. But anyway, so you, the, the pot <laughs> got shipped to, your, what is it, Double M? Rampage. Oh, Rampage. I feel like Double M's always taking money off you, but it's Rampage this time. Okay. <laughs> Double M's never <laughs> taking money off me. That's why he hates me. Uh, so you Rampage got the pot. Rampage didn't say anything, but the internet did, right? They went nuts. They went nuts. It was, because it was massage gate. It was massage gate. So you ended up giving back the three hundred dollars to page. Of course you did. Yeah, uh, and not because and not because I go on apology tours. Right, right. No, because you did it because you're like an ethically, yeah, uh, ethical when, poker player. When you player. shut up, I'll explain it to you. But go ahead. I just wanted to break down the details, <laughs> and yeah. I want I wanted to you know give it sure. a like a nice warm up to what really happened. Yeah. Uh. So so you ended up paying back the three hundred dollars, but not that night, right? It was. It was like a later. No, I lost seventy thousand and went home. Oh, okay. So you lost more this week on Hustler than you ever have. Ever, at it's Live the, the most I think I've lost ever. <laughs> it was, and and this isn't the point, and we can talk about it for a half second and later. It was the worst. Well, I shouldn't say the worst. I played so many bad hands. I'm so bad, but it was one of the worst hands I've played in a long time. It was so bad. I I, I should have never bet the turn and bloated the pot. Uh, I should have never called the river. What was I beating? It was literally. I think I was a little tilted from the hand before with something with Wesley when a bluff didn't get through, and um. <clears throat> and when I was driving home, I thought to myself, that didn't happen. That's not like me. How does that, how did that happen? It was, it was crazy, but yes, I lost a 70 ball. I put my shit up. I said, nice hand. Good job. You deserve it. And I left. But what the truth is, is this, there's something called the letter of the law and there's something called the spirit of the law. And this is how I view it. Look, we sit there, maybe not in a hand, maybe in a hand, and we pay for drinks. We do things. We take it out of our stack. I don't care what anyone says. Hey, no, everyone this does. round's on me. It's $150. Yeah. It comes off the stack. But it's it not does, going south. Oh, I know. Mid-hand is different. It's mid-hand. I got it. So I'm just going to answer your question as mm -hmm. truthfully as I can. And honestly, I really don't. This is the truth. On this one, I don't give two shits about what anyone thinks of it because the intent was what I know what it was. So I'm in a hand. I got a big decision for another 35k or whatever it was i don't know you guys can correct me figure whatever it was the river decision and i was being tickled like a little girl like i always am and 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 i just needed a minute to think because i just couldn't get my mind to think right and i just needed her to stop and the reason it's 300 dollars is because it's a dollar 50 a minute and i get like never-ending massages and i'm a really good tipper it's just the way it is like if i pay a hundred dollars for a massage i usually give it a hundred dollars it's just the way i do it that's why they like coming and tickling me because i give good tips okay so 
so all I could think of at the time was about the hand and getting her off me. And so I took the $300 and I said, hey, thanks. I'm just going to call it right now. And I paid her and I went back in the tank and I gave Rampage my money. It's really as simple as that. Because if anyone knows me or knows anything about poker, like, yeah, if we want to like be trolls and we want to like be letter of the law, you can't. That's $300 Rampage didn't get. Like, okay, I got it. But that's what happened. And then, you know, massage gate happened. And then the next day I made a joke. I came in while he was playing. I was commentating and, or maybe it was the next day I played with him. Yeah. And I gave him, um, the money back and yeah. like made a big thing. So as a you joke. made, you made it right. Yeah. Even though like, honestly, it's kind of gray. So I was <laughs> thinking after I saw that, yeah. you know, what would happen if I was mid hand and the drink girl comes around and gives me my Perrier or whatever I ordered and I, yeah. I give her five brought you bucks, your, brought you your five, Zoloft and your drink. Yeah. 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 My Zoloft and my tequila shot. <laughs> so, um, I'm let, let's say I'm playing one, three, cause let's make it relative it's comparisons, relative. right? Doesn't matter. Yeah. Let's say I, it's a hundred, I have 150 behind and I give like $10 for drinks then, you know, that's like, you know, a substantial amount for a one, three game. Correct. And then I'm in mid hand. So I, I don't know. Is there an actual rule that the dealer can say like, Hey, that actual $10 needs to stay. I don't know because any legitimately fair minded poker pro, not that I'm a poker pro, I'm just saying, or someone that really plays a lot of poker isn't going to care about that in a $150,000 pot. Uh, they might at one, three games and maybe, I, but I so there, there's a difference between someone caring and then doing what's right. So yeah. I would probably give the player their 10 bucks and probably pull money out of my pocket to pay because I was made. Veronica, you're but viewing you, this, uh, you're viewing this from a sound mind, totally thinking that out. I was in a pot where I was just going to donk off 70,000. No, I, and I just wasn't thinking. No, no, no. I'm not. Yeah, I'm yeah. not accusing you of anything. No, I, and like I, I, that's that was my next thought was, yeah. I probably wouldn't even be thinking about it because I'm so used to just paying. If nobody said anything, I would have never thought about it again. And he would have never got the money back. And he, he did he even say anything no, about it? No, no, because he, did, yeah. So because we know. I would have. I think you did the right thing. Of course. And I and like I I believe you when you say you weren't thinking about it at the time. Yeah, of course. I mean, and you, yeah, I'm I, not, I'm not looking to gyp somebody out of 300 bucks. I, I have enough money. And so the, the, the point is, is, is if, um, is if Rampage did the same thing, I wouldn't have thought about it. Right. I swear I to you, you, I'm I not just saying, you. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even, uh, even if I saw it, I wouldn't even have thought twice about it because it just isn't that big of a deal and it's nothing. And we take money off our stack all the time. Like what's the difference even besides, besides the look of it? And the feel of it. What's the difference of me taking, which I do every time, and so does every player, taking $100 off the table and either paying for a drink or paying for a massage? We do it all day. But let's say I do that. Here it is. Here's the $200. Thank you for the massage. Oh, here's $100 for the drinks. I'm buying the round. And then I look at my cards. I get in a big hand, and we go all in, all in. What's the difference besides the look? Besides, well, what's the difference? No, there is a difference because okay. when you're mid-hand, your stack is in play. So, like, that's why, that's why dealers announce... Uh, someone Veronica, is your 5, stack is behind. in play at all times, even if you're not in the hand until no, the next hand. That you so like when we talk about these situations, it's important to not just put blanket statements over everything. I think it's important. What's to, the blanket statement that I made? The blanket statement is that your chips are always in play. Yes, they're always in play, but. 
But when you're specifically in a hand, that's why when, when you get chips, the dealer's like, oh, this person's 5,000 behind so that the person in the pot knows an accurate amount that the person's in. So when you're mid hand, your chips that are in front of you, if you're calling or if like while you're in that hand, those chips are kind of in play. Then yeah. what you have behind is what you is what you're supposed to have behind. That's that's I what agree I'm saying. With you. But I'm not no, saying no, no, that you're out. wrong for taking time off out. your stack. I think those things happen. This is not from a defensive posture. I'm just telling you what I think because I always will and so will you. What you just said is true. You heard me, right? True. What I'm saying is, what I'm saying is it's not any different as far as economics is if before the hands played, I take $300 off the table to pay for drinks and a massage. What I should then say to your point is I'm $300 behind because I just paid for this shit. Right, right. Nobody does that. Right. So if we want to nitpick the fact that it was mid-hand or beforehand, it's the same thing. It either shouldn't be done at all. Or there shouldn't be a distinction because it's no difference. You're right in theory, but because that's so minuscule and everyone does it, it's not really like like the points kind of overstated to the think, letter of the law. I think it was, it became a big deal online because it was $300 and it, it wasn't It became a big five. deal online because it was me. I, I think. Uh, I don't know. I, there, it might be a bit of both. How's that? I'll meet you halfway. That's fair. But um, I think if it was $5, no one would have blinked an eye on do you it. Think, what do you think they would have all said if it was Garrett? Uh, you I know what they would have said? I think they would have said the same thing. You know what they would have said? Wow. What a great tipper. Look. They would have said, what a great tipper. And you know what they said? I don't think. I bet you Garrett gave her financial advice to show her how to grow that 300 I don't 3, think that it's good to have an <laughs> attitude of... <laughs> Everyone's against me. I don't me have that attitude. That's a joke. That's a joke. I'm just tongue, tongue in cheek. And no, but the part that I'm serious. <laughs> no, but the part that I'm serious about is that the letter of the law. Yes, you're right. The spirit of the law. It's I nitpicky. like the spirit of the law. There's something because called there's the spirit so, of the law. I didn't know that. Like, so I think of poker a lot of times as we have to basically police ourselves because the right. obviously California DOJ does didn't cop, do anything does about a cop give you a ticket every time he pulls you over no but he should but let because me finish you did the violation yeah it's called the spirit of the law so, I used to be a cop and when I didn't give a ticket it was because I chose the spirit of the law instead of the letter of the law which says I need to cite you for that violation it's called the spirit of the law what I was trying to say mm -hmm. is that our poker community practices what sounds like the spirit of the law because the DOJ did nothing about the Mike Postle cheating. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, whether or not they knew or like, well, I don't know what the restrictions were mm -hmm. or if they actually didn't want to do anything about it. But uh, what a, what that, a but great segue from my, my chip dumping of 300 to the Mike Postle. You're going to let me talk. <laughs> so, but our poker community has policed the situation where yeah. Mike Postle can't play anywhere because he'll get his ass handed to him if he does by either locals and then he'll be kicked out of the casino. Yes. I know he got kicked out of a Tahoe casino and yes, they were a pariah. No. Yeah. And so we kind of have the spirit of the law helping us. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. Because we don't have the real law helping us. The spirit of the law. That's actually the spirit of the poker law. That's actually not what the spirit of the law. There's but not I'm an analogy, but you are making it that and I'm good with it. <laughs> And you know what? We should have I'm a, not going to correct my wingman. Spirit banner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jazz hands. 
spirit of the law. Look, spirit technically, <laughs> I didn't think about it. I gave him the 300 back. Like, uh, you did the right tip thing. gate is over. You did the right thing. Look, if people are going to point out everything you do wrong, they should also give you credit for things you do right. And you made it right. And I appreciate that. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. If you were sitting there and uh, well, that's one thing I've noticed about you. And that's kind of why I agreed to do this with you, because God, although you like you're you make silly moves here and there, uh, <laughs> you're you when someone talks so to you about funny. it you're like you know what okay let's change it let's let's do this yeah. when someone's pointed it out to you about the 300 dollars, you paid it back so like what the fuck are they gonna be mad at you for this time yeah what are you gonna say what yeah. are you gonna do what are you gonna get tickled by this time yeah and i and i think it really does go down to intent too because like that's why if you commit a murder and you intend to do it and they can prove it you get first degree and you go forever and that's why if you have no intent and you're just a dumb shit you get manslaughter so it's the same thing like there's was no intent to 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 take 300 from rampage it was a complete misstep because i was totally in the tank and never thought about it would never thought about it again so all our points i think we're agreeing Some, somehow we do we do yeah at the end very yeah. painful but no i'm kidding it's yeah not, it's, it's all been not, painful for not. me well this has been a great show how long has it been how it's, long have we been going Are i you think timing it? that we've been going over 30 minutes wow okay well then you know i think uh that might be a wrap. And so we can just leave it at that. I, I think that's like, a great place like to leave it. Our outros should be like when we start fighting during the show. So I feel like we didn't argue enough. Yeah. Well, maybe, um, I don't know. I can kick your chair out from under you and you can fall over. I don't know. You might, you might want to pick a different angle. <laughs> I don't think you're going to be able to. But with that said, we appreciate that everyone's watching. If they are, we're going to be building up our watching base. So we'll see how that goes. Our watching base. Our watching base. That's a new word that I made up. We're going to, if you're part of our it, watching it base. It coincides with spirit of the law. Spirit of the law. Or spirit of the yeah. law. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing I could teach you a few things today. Anyways, thanks for watching. This is a Nick Fertucci show. I'm Nick Fertucci. This is Veronica Brill and V out.